Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at five and ten. How you doing? Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas. So, how's about we talk about anything besides dead kids? Huh? Yeah, you know that. that moron from the NRA. Brother. <laughs> he got at least one thing right. The media in this country is screwed up. I've been trying to avoid it, and I still, like, every time I turn on the TV or the radio, it's one funeral after the next. Come on. It's Christmas. I don't want, I don't need to see, we didn't need to see any of this, really. Did we? 22, you know, it's a tragedy, yes. We didn't really need to know about it any more than we needed to know about everybody who got killed by a drunk driver, everybody who slipped on their porch during a snowstorm and split their head open. You know, every, it's 350 million people in this country. Now, this is a big, spectacular event, so I guess we all got to hear about it. But do we need to see every funeral? <laughs> every time, every one of these kids who went in the ground, I've, I've had to hear about it on the TV. Or the radio. It's, you know, it's Channel 9 Funeral Watch out there. Knock it off. How about we give this, these families a little peace, by the way? You know, they're putting their kid in the ground. There's a bunch of movie, a bunch of TV cameras there shoved in their face. Look, look at this. Isn't this sad? Here's the mother's crying right now. If you could just get a shot of that. Just close in on the tears of the poor, poor mother. <laughs> who, who's who's more sick at this point? The, the, at least the lunatic was on meds. What are they, what is, what's the excuse of these people? They're doing it to make a buck. You know, this guy just did it because he's an insane maniac. These people are doing it to make a living, showing up at the funerals with a bunch of TV cameras. You know, and every funeral is like this big extravagant. How about you leave these people alone? Every one of these funerals is a big extravaganza. One of them had a bunch of firemen there because, you know, Bobby, age five, hoped to one day join the ranks of the fire department. So the local fire department, like the fire department's there because the kid said he wanted to be a fireman once. He was six. (laughs) Is NASA going to show up at one of these because one of them wanted to be an astronaut or a spaceman? They're a bunch of kids. Just leave the family alone. (laughs) You need to make a big event out of all of this. You know, like interviewing the guy who's going to shovel the dirt down there. So, what kind of shovel are you going to use? You know, you know, <laughs> does everything have to be a human interest piece? Leave these people alone, and leave us alone with it. It's almost Christmas. I don't want to turn on the TV and see a crying mother on you know, lying on a casket. It's Christmas. I don't need to see any of this. Why is this helping any of us for any reason? Does the whole nation need closure because somebody else's kid got shot? No. Every time I turn on the TV, all the mourners gone now. Just the caretaker shoveling dirt onto the coffin. If you can just, you can see this in HD. If you have an HD television, you can see the different grains of dirt ricocheting off of the casket. It's symbolic. Shut up. Get off my TV with the dead kids already. It's enough. And, and these idiot politicians, all of them, they didn't wait 24 hours before they started calling each other names. 
and throwing politics into the mix. He didn't wait one day. As soon as it happened, Brock's out there giving some speech about how he's going to make sure this never happens again. I'm going to do everything in my power, make sure this tragic event never... Everything in your power? Everything in your power, huh? You're going to... I thought this was already never going to happen again after the Batman shooting. Huh? Magic Man? <laughs> you, you said that four shootings ago. Why is it still happening, Captain save a hoe Huh? I mean, this is borderline irresponsible. Can't he just come out and say that we're all in mourning, but we're all going to be okay? You know, like a grown-up? This is my problem with this guy. It's not the, you know, it's not the fact that he's a communist or, you know, any of his screwy ideas. You got screwy ideas, fine. You know, I, I don't think I'm Jesus Christ. Maybe you're right and I'm wrong. But he's a crappy leader. Who goes out there? You know, how would you go out there and say, hey, everybody relax. This is horrible. It's sad. But everybody just calm down. We're all going to be okay. We're going to get through this. No, there's none of that. There's only him talking about, I'm going to make sure this never happens again, which implies it might happen again. The people don't need to hear that. <laughs> what are you doing over there? You know, and actually, by the way, you're not a, a you're not the savior, all right? You're not God. You can't make sure anything doesn't happen again. What are you talking about? This is irresponsible. Do everything in my power. Make sure this everything in your power. You don't have any power to make sure this never happens again. None of us do. If we did, it wouldn't happen ever. What are you talking about? And then the and moron from the NRA gets on there. He do, he did the same. He does the same thing just in reverse. I you know it's someone else there. They're all just pointing fingers at each other, huh? How, how about somebody come out and say something inspirational, like a leader? I mean, the problem in this country isn't any of the stuff that they're pointing out. It's them. We have crappy leaders. We don't have anybody here. Giving a good example to anybody. A nation of children. Problem with this is there's too many guns. And then the NRA moron comes out. No, the problem is there's not enough guns. We need more guns. The problem wasn't the guns. The problem was there's a maniac out there. And by the way, do I have to be the only grown-up in the room? This is becoming a bizarro world. Hey, there's 350 million people in this country. One of them went nuts. That's a pretty good ratio, all right? That's a ratio other countries, you know, would, uh, I almost said would kill for. That's a, that's, a, that's a ratio other countries would love to have. We're doing okay over here. We're doing just fine. One guy went nuts out of 350 million. Hey, somebody wins the lottery every week. Okay, you can't live your life thinking you're going to win the lottery. You can't live your life thinking some maniac's going to bust in and shoot up your kids. Just relax. We're all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. How about somebody come out and say that? <laughs> instead of instead of knucklehead number one coming out blaming guns and number knucklehead coming out number two coming out saying there's not enough guns. What do you? I reject the premise that there is a problem. There was a problem, and it's over, because that guy's dead. He shot himself. Problem solved, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there was a lunatic, and now he's dead. Unfortunately, he took a bunch of people with him. But it's over now. 
huh? Maybe it will happen again. Probably it will happen again. If it's not this, you know, somebody doesn't come in with a bunch of guns, somebody's going to blow something up, or somebody's going to drive into, you know, get drunk and drive into a school, or so, bad stuff happens. That's life. It's it's uh, finite. Get me? There's, oh, think of all the people on this globe. Some of them are going to go screwy, and there's nothing you can do about it, except you know, enjoy today. And, and I, you want to enjoy today? Don't turn on the news because you're just going to see a coffin of a six-year-old with some ghoul reporter standing in front of him with a microphone telling you how sad it is. This is a tragic event. What the? And who writes for these idiots? I don't need you to tell me it's a tragic event. You don't even you don't even need to you know write that in for the for the. I'm trying not to swear because it's Christmas time, you know. Here at the tragic funeral of the... First of all, aren't all fun- aren't most funerals tragic? <laughs> I don't know. Everything about this is asinine. And these reporters, oh my God, how do, you, how do they go to sleep at night? So You know, sometimes I feel bad for the stuff I do. Nothing I do is as bad as what I've been seeing on the news all week. I can't imagine standing in front of a coffin. Yeah. With a with a microphone explaining to the nation how sad it is. This is sad. In case you didn't know, this is kind of sad. <laughs> thanks. Hey, thanks, Buffy Peterson, reporter for for Channel Nine <laughs> or whatever the hell your name is. Thanks for letting me know it was sad. Thanks. Thanks for putting a coffin on my TV you know, four days before Christmas. Thanks for interrupting their funeral. Your, uh, excuse me, uh, we're just going to run a cord through here. Is the lighting okay? It, move over a little bit. we got to put in the lighting. If you could just slide over, we got to get this generator over here. You mind if we move in the truck? <laughs> Was there any room for any of the mourners? I mean, think about the news scenes you've seen. Like, in your actual life. You know, like, not on TV, but when you see the news cam. they got a big van with, like, a giant... Uh, uh, TV antenna hanging on over. They had all sorts of gear. There's cords running left and right. Oh, that was at the funeral. <laughs> really? You know, it's a, you know, it's some pretty boy reporter getting, you know, getting makeup. You know, he's getting that. That's all happening at this at this event at this funeral. Some some you know, thirty year old you know guy failure who failed as a model who now just reads a teleprompter he's getting makeup put on he's getting his makeup checked before he goes to talk about a dead kid <laughs> what's going on get out of there the, the kid just got murdered would you get the f out of the f- hey get it off my tv I'm trying to find a charlie brown christmas special for crying out loud I'm trying to find out the you know the grinch stole i'm trying to find it's a wonderful life. Need a bunch of coffins on there? Bunch of four-foot coffins? Merry Christmas. You know, it really puts a bad spin on the Charlie Brown Christmas special when, you know, it keeps getting broken up by the funeral of a bunch of kids who got shot up. I don't want to watch, I want to watch little kids dancing around a crappy Christmas tree. I don't want to see them in coffins. God grief. I got a news flash for you, uh, Channel 9 News. Some of us have crappy Christmases all the time. (laughs) 
There's out of that 350 million people, plenty of them have miserable, depressing Christmases that they can barely get through every year. They don't need this. I know I don't. These aren't the these aren't the first, last, and only people on this planet who lost someone around Christmas time. <laughs> this isn't helping. Hmm. And then the fire department at one of the funerals because the kid said he wanted to be a fireman once. He's just a kid. I don't know. I guess that's nice of the fire department, but, you know, it just makes it more of a fiasco. He was just a kid. He didn't know what he wanted. He didn't know anything. If there's a, you know, if there's any good thing about this, which there isn't, but look, let me put this in perspective for you. Uh, did anything good happen to you after you were six? Not me. <laughs> Life started going downhill fast after age six, so at least they got to age six. They saw the good. They got all the good out of life, and they didn't have to deal with any of the bad. They got to age six where it was great, and then, uh, you know, a tragic ending. But they made it to six. They got all the good years they were going to get. Yeah, who, not, you know, who knows what was waiting for them? Yeah, I know it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get, trying to do something. Just trying to say something here, uplifting. There, did really. Hey, look, you know, if you, what else we got? And usually this time of year, I'm reading story after story of like suicides and guys who went nuts and shot up their kids anyhow. And shot up their families. You know, if you're if you're here every year, this is what I'm reading all the time at Christmas. So, and I couldn't find any of that stuff because is it because nobody committed suicide this year and nobody went nuts and took their family hostage? No, it's because there's footage everywhere of these these kids. So, look, it was bad last year. It's bad this year for some people. It's not bad for you. Great. But don't think it's any different. Don't think for one second we have any problem now that we didn't have three months ago and we won't have in another three months. We have all the same problems. The only difference is there's a bunch of news cameras in front of this problem. Nothing's changed. It's all the same. We it's all the same good, all the same bad. There's nothing different here. Except a bunch of sick bastards in the news decided to show up at a funeral of a child. God. Found this story. Uh, Susie Famer... Susie Famer... Olympic runner Susie Favor Hamilton worked as an escort in Vegas. This is from ABC News. Former U.S. Olympian and decorated middle-distance runner Susie Favor Hamilton said today that she had worked as a high-paid escort in Las Vegas for the past year. Why is this interesting? Because she's local? She is? All right, says Redon. According to the Smoking Gun... She advertised her services by... Wow, hold on a second. This is all screwed up. Yeah, you cut and pasted it all backwards. Just print out the original thing. Sure, I'll stall. You want me to sing a Christmas carol? Give me that. Olympic runner, Susie Favor Hamilton... In a story first reported by the smokinggun.com, Favor Hamilton 44 that said that she had worked as an escort under the alias 
Kelly Lundy with Haley Heston Private Collection Escort Service based in Vegas. According to the website, advertising her services that was saved by the smoking gun. According to the... Having trouble reading that. No, this one. No, now it's my fault. I'm having trouble reading. According to the website advertising her services that was saved by the smoking gun, Favor Hamilton offered appointments to Johns in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. She advertised her price as six hundred dollars for one hour or fourteen hundred dollars for three hours. That seems cheap to me. Not to, well for what you're getting. She's an Olympic athlete. So she's like one of the most physically fit human beings on earth. How many Olympic athletes are there? Maybe a couple thousand? Out of how many people are on earth? Like 16 billion? So out of the 16 billion people on earth, you can sleep with one of the best physical specimens there is. You know, one of the top 2,000 physical specimens of, out of 16 billion. And it's only 600 bucks. It seems like a that seems like a deal to me. Although she didn't she used an alias, which seems silly. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't pay six I I wouldn't pay for sex at all. You know, well, not with a yeah, 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 you pay for it all the time. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. You buying dinner is the same as paying for sex. Sure. Whatever. No, I don't No, it's it's the emotional toll that's the real payment when you're in a relationship it's not the money you spend on them it's the emotional toll you take being with them when you're not having sex for both si- for both sides uh but like if i was going to pay for a hooker like just 600 dollars for a a hooker that seems like a jip but 600 dollars to sleep with an olympic athlete now you're talking a bargain but she, you know, she shouldn't have used an alias. Then she could have re- jacked her price up, really, because that wouldn't only be a once in a lifetime opportunity. That would be once in, a, you know, how many people get to do that? Sleep with an Olympic athlete, you know, a top physical specimen. She should have just. Well, she got caught anyhow, and and you know, if she used her real name, how many people know who Susie Favor Hamilton is? Only like Olympic nerds and stuff. The kind of people who would spend that kind of money to sleep with one of them. You know, just use your real name. Look, if you said you were, you know, if your name was, uh, uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer, you would just use your real name, right? Or you, people wouldn't assume it's the Michelle Pfeiffer. Just use your real name, and then they find out, you know, people are interested in that, would, you know, check it out, and then they see, yeah, it's really you. I'll keep, fine, I'll keep reading. Favor Hamilton, who lives with her husband and seven-year-old daughter in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, that's why it was so expensive, because she had to fly all the way down there. Makes frequent public appearances to discuss running, including motivational speeches and a spot in a Nike ad. Well, so she's got money. She's just doing this for for laughs, or, or what? She lives in Madison. Well, here's the other problem. She's got all sorts of business problems here. She needs a business manager. 600, you know, go to Las Vegas where everybody is hot and and you're hot, you know, there's a, there's a supply and demand thing. 
See, but if you just stayed in Madison, where a lot of people are fat and out of shape, you could get way more than $600 just for being a hot, you know, just for being good looking. And then if they find out you're an Olympic athlete, then you really, you know, you really got something. But you go down to Las Vegas, you can probably sleep with some washed up actress for 600 bucks anyhow. So the being famous thing isn't going to get you as much. It's supply and demand, Susie. <laughs> just as Susie has other problems besides that. Well, if you... I haven't read this yet. Uh, and here's the other thing. The discount? $600 for one hour or $1,400 for three hours? What's that about? <laughs> you get like a package deal, you know? That doesn't... That seems weird to me. Like, who haggles with a $600 hooker? <laughs> hey, I want, I want a hooker who charges by the minute. Okay? I want... Uh, somebody who I can, you know, be in the act with for three hours, I'm assuming that's not very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want somebody who's so good that I can't even control myself for more than, like, five minutes. Somebody just, I can't I can't possibly control myself. That's how good they are. Then you'll get my $600. Yeah, it's $600, but there's no way you're going to last more than five minutes. In fact, if you last more than five minutes, it's free. That's advertising, you know? Well, she's marketing the guys. This isn't a this isn't a romance thing. I guess you walk around with the arm candy for a little while or something, but still. I mean, how long are you going to walk around with somebody that you spent six hundred dollars to sleep with before you sleep with them, right? <laughs> I mean, some yeah. You know, you'll walk around with the arm candy for about ten minutes and you go, you know what? I'm I'm burning. What am I doing here? Spent six hundred dollars for something. I'm going to get something. Let's get to the act. Let's get to what I paid for. Well, you know, but I mean, it's nothing about romance, anyhow. Don't stop painting. Stop, stop interrupting me. I'm ahead of my skis, anyhow, because it's Christmas, and you know, Christmas is a problem for me, anyhow. How and you know, it's been gray out, so that's a problem. And then the, the news is a problem. Just, uh, she told the smoking gun that her husband, Mark 44, knew about her escort services and did not approve. He tried and tried to stop me. He wasn't supportive of this at all. <laughs> well, I would hope not. He wasn't supportive of it. Honey, I, I, I'm just not supportive of, of you sleeping with uh, strange men in another time zone. Can't, can't you just do another Nike ad? Or some more motivational speaking? Or talk about how you you ran in the... Okay, all right, but I, I'm not supporting this. I want it to be on the record that I don't support. <laughs> Good grief. This guy might be the problem. What kind of... Well, just divorce the bitch. What are you doing, man? What the, what you, do, you know your wife's flying across the country to go be a hooker? And you're still married to her? What's going on out there, people? After the report was published this morning, Favor Hamilton took to her Twitter account to apologize publicly. <laughs> you have that? Please tell me you have that apology. And she put a frowny face on it. <laughs> or spelled it phonetically. You don't. Can you find... Eh, forget it. I was drawn to escorting in large part because it provided many coping mechanisms for me when I was going through a very challenging time with my marriage and my life. Well, that's not a coping... That's a coping mechanism. Next time I get married, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna cheat on my wife and tell her I'm just cope. This is how I cope. <laughs> this is a coping mechanism. That 18 year old girl across the street. 
just trying to cope. She, so that's what she blew past your husband and he was okay with it? You know what I just thought of? I wouldn't pay $600 for this woman. She's 40, she's in her 40s now. I, I, got, I was just thinking, she was in the Olympics like 10, 20 years ago. It was like in the 90s, right? <clears throat> so she's like 45. She's not a physical specimen anymore. How is she getting 600 bucks? $600 to sleep with a 45-year-old in Las Vegas? I'm not breaking bad on 45-year-olds. But uh, my point... <laughs> why are you... Show the champion of women all of a sudden. No, my point is, I thought she was an Olympic athlete, and that would be one thing, but now she's like in her 40s. So it's a, it's a completely different thing. Now I don't think it's worth now I don't think it's worth six hundred dollars. I don't anymore. Especially because it's Las Vegas. An attractive forty-five-year-old in Las Vegas is probably a dime a dozen. Last time I went there, anyhow. So how's she getting six hundred bucks? You spent six hundred bucks on a forty-five. You know, well, who? Well, think about who goes to Las Vegas and gets a prostitute. Some middle-aged guy who's you know cheating on his wife or you know some. D- jerk-off business guy, you know, guys in their 40s who are just, you know, depraved leches, basically, are going and spending 600 bucks in Las Vegas. They're not going to want some 45-year-old who looks like his wife. They're going to want, like, some 18, 20-year-old girl or something, or, you know, some sort of, they'll pay $600 if, like, she's missing an arm and you're into that and you don't want to tell anybody. That's what you spend $600 on, you know, or she's got a tail or she's got, you know, She's got a sagging eye or some sort of weird fetish that you're into and you don't want anybody to know or she's going to do something to you you don't want anybody. That's what you spend $600 on. Not on some 45-year-old who looks like your wife's friend. Just sleep with your wife's friend. I don't understand anybody in this story. I don't understand anybody in this story. Am I losing my mind? Because nothing has made sense to me in the last week and a half. Nothing I've read, seen on the news, nothing that's happened. None of this is making any sense to me. And by the way, over here in Milwaukee, you want to know you, you want to know how fast we're all going to forget about these dead kids. Uh, this oh, <clears throat> the news was uh, dead kids, nothing but dead kids, and that's what everybody was talking about. And it's tra- everybody's scared, and it's tragic. Guns got to go, guns got to stay. And then, like two days ago, there was going to be a blizzard, and it just dropped right off from that into blizzard watch for a day. And that's all anybody talked about was a blizzard. Oh, it's going to be a blizzard. Blah blah. Wait, hey, what? what? I thought you were worried about the dead kids, my man. You know, that still happened. That was only, you know, it was only a couple of days ago. Now, <laughs> all you had to do was see one bad weather report and all of a sudden you're not worried about the dead kids anymore? But that's this country. We're like, we've got the emotional uh, attention span of a five-year-old. who you know, falls off his bike and he's hurt and he's mad. And and then uh, somebody gives him a sucker and he's happy again. And then he sees his sister get on his bike and then he's, he's mad again. Is this what, that's what we all are right now. Everybody grow up. Level off out there. It went immediately from the, the shooting to, you know, blizzard watch, and everybody's all freaked out about the blizzard. That's all you heard about for a day. <clears throat> and if you live where it snows, you know, you know how this works. It's an entire day of uh, your TV show getting interrupted by some uh, satellite footage of a, uh, a big red storm cloud coming your way, and they're watching it tick down the snow. Oh, coming, it's coming. Ah, oh, snow. Yeah, I know it's snow. It happens every year. 
So, but apparently, even though it happens every year, that that was able to supersede everybody's concerned about the dead kids, at least for a day, until the blizzard, until the storm came, and all it did was rain. Which, you know, which reflect on that, everybody. How how many how often in our lives do we think everything's going to come to an end and everything's going to be bad, and the next day everything's fine? You know, we heard for two days about how this blizzard was going to shut the entire city down. I woke up in the morning and it was raining. So, there you have it. Stop, stop listening to the news. Their job is not to report anything. Their job is not to give you any facts. Their job is not to inform. Their job is to get you watching. It's a glorified TV show. Their job is to make sure you watch so they sell soap and cereal and... Uh, fast food during the commercial breaks. That's their job. That's how they stay in business. They do not stay in business and make money based on how accurate they are or how much actual information they're giving you. They're whores. The the end. Uh, I cannot emphasize... Oh, back to this Susie. <laughs> back to the hooker. Back to the actual hooker. I was drawn to escorting in large part because of my coping mechanisms. It provided an escape from a life that I was struggling in. It was a double life, she wrote. I cannot emphasize enough how sorry I am to anyone I have hurt as a result of my actions, and I greatly appreciate... Well, who did she hurt? Her husband already knew. She, she's sorry now? Well, you know, whatever. It's a vapid, you know, boilerplate apology. I'm sure, like, on there's some website, iScrewedUp.com, where you can just print out a boilerplate apology for whatever you got caught doing. And then there's a special section for if you're famous. I fully intend to make amends and get back to being a good wife, mother, daughter, and friend. Make amends how? You give all the money back? You got to unsleep with everybody? I'm going to go back to Las Vegas and kick them, kick everyone in the nuts. That I slept with, too. Uh, you know, it's like a yin and a yang. I gave them pleasure, and then now I'm going to undo that pleasure by kicking them in the groin. And then I'm going to apologize to everybody, and just everything's going to just get back to the way it was. <sighs> Favor Hamilton wrote on Twitter that she is currently going through depression. When was currently going through a, a depression when she decided to become an escort. <laughs> That's just the escort I want. How you, hey, how you doing, honey? Uh, you know, I'm having a rough go of things, and I just, I just, my life is that super a depressed hooker. Yeah, I got six hundred dollars here. I need a forty-five-year-old depressed hooker. What can you set me up with? You got something for me? Because you know, there's plenty of escort services in this town. If you can't can't fill that bill. Uh, depression when she decided to become an escort and used it as a means of escape, and that she is currently seeing a psychologist. Well, well, that's great. She's gone from earning $600 an hour to now spending $600 an hour on a psychiatrist. Maybe she could just blow them when they're done, and then it would be, you know, even Steven. Uh, the phone number for the uh, Haley Preston private collection, for the Haley Preston Private, oh, that's the agency, listed as the contact information on Favor Hamilton's escort profile. Ah, did I, is this written screwy or did I read that screwy? The phone number for Haley Preston Collection, comma, listed as the contact information on Favor Hamilton's escort profile, comma, 
No, that's written story. Anyhow, was answered by a woman who said, This is Haley. She declined to comment on the smoking gun story and said she could not confirm the details on the smoking guns report. Peter Hamilton competed in the 1992, 96, and 2000 Olympics. So it's, so it's 2008. So she's eight years past being an Olympic athlete. You can put on a lot of baggage in eight years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just emotional or otherwise. But I'm saying she's eight years out of being in the... Just convinced I put my foot in my... <laughs> I'm not breaking ban on 45-year-old women. I'm sa- I'm sure many of them are very lovely. My point is... Forget it. I've already... Are we done? Competed in the 2000 Olympics. I'm talking about the food chain of high-class prostitutes. That's all. Look, the 45-year-old women who listen to this show, I'm sure wouldn't lower themselves to this, so it doesn't have anything to do with them. Yeah, well, you know, you know. Look, if you're 45 years old and you're attractive, you come over here right now. I'll sleep with you right now, just to shut Joe up, just to just to prove my point. I'll sleep with you right now, huh? I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't spend $600 to sleep with anybody. I wouldn't spend. I wouldn't pay for sex for from a 45-year-old or a 20-year-old or 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 what or anything. You're screwing me into a hole. I'm not screwing my. You're, come, look. 45-year-old guys aren't attractive as 20-year-old guys. You're not as attractive as you get older. That's all. It's, you know, some, or some of you are. I don't know. I'm talking about a hooker. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm talking about the price of a hooker in Las Vegas. It doesn't have anything to do with normal people. It, it, oh, you get less attractive when you're a guy, too. You know, you're not even attractive. Just uh, I'm talking about the physical fitness of it. You know, an, a perfect physical specimen. When you're 45, you're not as physically fit as you are when you're 20. It's just life, fact of life. You're, 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 you know, guys go to, you know, they're not as physically fit either. You know, that you get older. That's why, every, that's why nobody wants to get old. That's why nobody wants to admit that they're getting old. It's just life. You know, we all kind of go to hell after a while. That's all. Actually, that's not true. Guys, guys get better looking as they get older. And you know, and you know what? You know, it's stuck on that women. You know when I was, you know when I was, eighteen, twenty year old, goofy looking kid. You know, I couldn't get the time of day. Now that I'm getting older and distinguished looking. All of a sudden, women are sniffing around again. And it was the opposite for you. So you know, suck on that. <laughs> then you, then you, hot twenty year old women wanted anything to do with goofy looking twenty year old Doug. Now, now Doug's getting older and distinguished looking, and and you're going, you know, you're on the other end of the spectrum. That's just how it worked out. I don't know why it did. Guys get better looking with age, and, and women don't, and that's just how it is. It's not fair, and I'm on the upswing of it, so too bad. <laughs> they already know I'm an ass. They, you know, that, that used to be the point of this show, except that the whole world turned up on its ear, and I, I keep ending up being the voice of reason. Everybody's forgotten that I'm an ass. That's what this show's about. You listen to an ass... <laughs> You know, you listen to a jackass for a half hour, laugh, you, you thank whatever God you believe in, you don't deal with him on a daily basis, and then you come back next week and listen to more. That's this show. I'm not supposed to be Mr. You know, the level-headed voice of reason here. It's not, it's not what this ever was. It just, it's a screwy point in time, and it, the sooner it goes away, the better for all of us. <sighs> She did win seven national and track 
championships, including three outdoor 1500 meters, and was a nine-time NCAA champion while an undergraduate at the University of Wisconsin. Merry Christmas. We done? Good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't turn on the news for the rest of the week. And please, for the love of God, if you have some sort of Christmas event and, you know, where your whole family is together and you're eating, don't start it by going, let's just reflect on the poor victims of the... Bu-. Just put this on the side for a week, would you? We can, we can all argue about it later. and ref- Don't start off Christmas dinner by talking about whose kid got murdered. I know some of you are itching to do that. I, get, I guarantee somebody out there had that already prepared. Okay, before we say the prayer, I'm just going to, you know, let's just bow our heads. At the, that'll be touching, won't it? No, it'll ruin Christmas. Thanks for listening. Until next time, think. Think.